Well, welcome back to another edition of the Boilers Extra podcast as we put a bow on Purdue's spring football practice. Uh, uh, they had the spring game on Saturday at Ross Aid Stadium. The defense prevailed 45-42 using a modified uh, scoring system uh, where the defense got points for fourth down stops, um, turnovers, sacks, things of that nature, and the offense got points for doing what the offense does, and that is getting, getting in the, uh, the end zone. Uh, the defense did lead 31 to nothing at one point uh, early in the third quarter before the offense uh, kind of found its rhythm a little bit, uh, but it ended after there was a turnover by the offense late in the game, a fumble that was recovered by the defense. And they were able to, you know, pull out the 45-42 to 42 victory uh, in chilly conditions uh, at Ross-Aide. Uh, didn't see any snow, though. But what do we know about Purdue after spring practice and Saturday spring game? Probably not a, probably not a whole lot that we didn't know going into spring practice. You know, they had a... A plethora of players that didn't play in this in this game and didn't practice during spring, um, and that left the secondary uh, severely shorthanded uh, throughout the 15 practices. Um, so much that walk-on quarterbacks were playing cornerback uh, through most of spring, and I think I think I counted four cornerbacks warming up before the game and four safeties so Purdue has been nursing a lot of injuries and this has always been the case with with Jeff Brom and it's probably the case across the country where they're just not going to put guys out there you know unless they are 100% healthy and there's just no need to risk losing a guy uh, in a in a spring game or a spring practice, although Brom did say after the game on Saturday that Sanusi Kane, uh, safety, who has also played cornerback, he played cornerback in the bowl game. Um, he underwent hip surgery on Friday, and his availability, uh, at least going into preseason practices, uh, the first of August, uh, is in question. Uh, but that's uh, he, he injured his hip during practice. You know, Jeff didn't uh, elaborate a whole lot uh, other than, he, you know, he, he underwent surgery on Friday. Uh, and then his availability for the start of preseason practice will be in question. Uh, but other than that, uh, the guys that have been sitting out spring practice, and there's a whole litany of list of guys, um, they, they all should be ready to go by the time. Um, I, I believe it will be August 1st that Purdue can start uh, its preseason practices because it plays on September 1st and usually you get 30 days of uh, of, of camp or whatever you want to call it uh, leading into your first game. So Purdue, Purdue likely will, will start its, its full practices on, uh, on August 1st. But, and all those guys should be back. Um, but you know, spring practice was a chance for other guys to uh, to step in and play and try to 
you know, figure out where they fit on the depth chart. Um, and from from the game on Saturday, uh, the quarterbacks, at least in the first half, did not look good. Uh, they did not throw the ball well. Um, they were sacked, and that's not always the quarterback's fault, but they were sacked a couple times, and they had some picks, and I think Aiden O'Connell's pick was reminiscent of uh, some of his interceptions against Tennessee in the Music City Bowl. Um, so that was not a good thing to see, but uh, they were just, they were off the mark. Um, you know, whatever the reason, you know, was, they, they just did not perform well. But then they got some things going in the second half, and uh, there was the receivers that were out there made some plays, and there were a couple trick plays. Actually, actually, Preston Terrell, uh, receiver, uh, finished two for two, <laughs> passing the ball on a couple trick plays. But I, I think Jeff Brom just put those plays in there just to give Penn State something to to worry about the next however many months before uh, Purdue plays Penn State. Uh, but, you know, the quarterbacks did look good. Running game was was okay. Samson James had a couple of nice runs. King Daru had a couple of, you know, nice runs. Uh, Tyrone Tracy, who um, who is also a receiver, but will play some running back and played a lot of running back in in, in spring practice, had some nice runs. Um, but, you know, the running game is always going to be a concern at Purdue uh, just because it hasn't been very good uh, in the big picture. Uh, the last few years. Now they've been they've been better uh, in some short yardage situations. Uh, last year they were they 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 showed improvement in that area, uh, but you know that's something that is always going to be a work in progress for them. They don't have a lot of bodies at the running back position. You're looking at King Daru and Samson James. You know Dylan Dowling did not play uh, in the spring at all, but they just don't have a lot of depth there. They've been They've been looking in the portal for a running back. Uh, they've, you know, they thought they had one back in December, but you know that didn't materialize. Um, actually, the guy committed, but then changed his mind. Uh, they were looking at another one uh, a few weeks ago that it, uh, that didn't didn't work out. But I I think they'll they'll continue to look. Uh, I think what they have is probably okay going into the season, but you can definitely uh, upgrade uh, that position. You know, staying on the offensive side, I, I don't think there's any concerns about the tight ends or anything like that. I'm not sure how much Payne Durham even played on Saturday, and he shouldn't have played a lot. Uh, the offensive line is always going to be a concern. Uh, they don't have a lot of depth there. Um, they're going to get a couple uh, of transfers in to help them. Um, so, you know, we'll see how that shakes out once, you know, fall practices start because uh, their most recent commitment, uh, Daniel Johnson from Kent State, uh, won't be here till the end of May, early June. And, you know, he didn't play in the, in the spring game for Purdue. Uh, but where he fits, he's probably going to be one of the tackles. Uh, how he plays, how he meshes with everyone, uh, it's going to be, uh, you know, something to follow as, as you get through the summer and you get into uh, the preseason practices. Uh, 
so you know the offensive line just is always going to be a a spot that you worry about uh, just because you know that's the way it goes at Purdue uh, they just you know you're always looking for bodies you're always looking for development you're always looking for guys to just come in and play you know defensively I think uh, the big takeaway uh, is that I, I, I think they have some depth on the off on the defensive line I think they have guys that can rotate in there uh, they've got a few more guys that look look the part uh, Corday uh, Sindor uh, had a couple sacks on Saturday uh, he's a big he's a big guy uh, he definitely looks the part uh, but I, I would say this about the defensive line it's not I mean there's no George Koloftis on the defensive line. I think we all know that, and uh, you know Purdue doesn't have that superstar type of player on the defensive line. But I think what they have um, is a bunch of players that are relatively equal in ability. There's not one guy that's you know ten times better than the rest of them. Now that can be good, that can be bad because you want. You do like to have a, a, a stud or a top player there that the offensive line needs to pay attention to, but I don't think Purdue has that right now. I think they have some good, solid players, Branson Dean, and then when Lawrence Johnson gets back, you know they're 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 really good anchors uh, on, at the defensive tackle position, but they've also got some guys behind them that have played uh, that played a lot. You know, last year, then that played a lot in the spring, and then when you get to the defensive end positions, the Leo position and the traditional defensive ends, you you still have Jack Sullivan, uh, you've got Scotty Humphrich, who's a, a transfer from Murray State, uh, vying for for that uh, Leo position. Yannick Arloftis, uh, Kydrin Jenkins did not participate in in spring practice, but he, he played the Leo position a lot last year. But again, I think all these guys right now are kind of relatively on equal footing as far as their abilities and stuff. So the good news is when you do rotate in, and that that is going to be the major goal on defense uh, coming up this season, when you rotate your bodies, you, you shouldn't have dramatic drop-offs because... Everyone is of equal ability. Now, the bad news of that, as I, as I mentioned, you don't have that, that superstar, that stud there. Uh, so, But if you can keep your guys fresh, you know, Mark Hagan's goal is to rotate three groups. If you can keep guys fresh as you get into the second half of games, then they're going to be more effective. And they're going to be able to, to impact the game a little bit more. Because if you remember just a few years ago when Lorenzo Neal uh, was playing, and he was playing upwards of 50, 60, maybe 70 snaps a game, and he just was not effective when you got into the the late third quarter and fourth quarter. He just was not as effective because you know, there's a lot of wear and tear there. There's a lot that's a lot of work for a guy his size and and for that position. If you you know you bring those snaps down where those snaps are relatively even across the board, then then you have a chance late in the game to be to be more effective. And I think that's the goal right there to do that. But they're always going to be on the lookout for to add more depth at the 
at that position along with the offensive line when they can. Uh, but, you know, I think right now that would be the, um, the the big takeaway of the defense for spring practice is they do have more bodies, they have more depth once they get everybody healthy. Um, you know, I thought last year the defensive line was a strength in part because of George, but it'll need to be another strength this year. When you get to the linebackers, um, you got Kieran Douglas, who, who did play in spring. Uh, Samisi did not participate in spring. I think he tried to get on the field today a couple times, but you know that didn't work. They were not going to put put him out there. Um, you know, linebacker. You know, I think they have. You know, I think they have enough. You know, right now, uh, that's there. Uh, they're probably going to need some more depth. Uh, but again, there's no. There's no super standout there that really jumps off the page uh, and says, you know, this 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 is the uh, the superstar guy. I think again, they have they have good players at that position, good players that will, uh, you know, be effective against certain offenses. But when you're when you go against some spread teams, uh, I think that's where the difficulty is going to come in. Uh, to me, the the big question, uh, and I should have asked this of, of Jeff Brom, is like where where, where will Jalen Graham fit? Now we learned early in spring practice that he was working more with the safeties. He he was actually out most of spring practice, but he was hanging around the safety groups, which is his natural position uh, when he came to Purdue. But the last couple years, he's kind of played the outside linebacker spot. And he's been really good in that position. The question for me is like, okay, where does where is Jalen Graham going to fit? Because you have, in my opinion, you got two solid safeties there with uh, Cam Allen and Marvin Grant, um, and Jalen Graham must be on the field. I mean, he just has to be on the field. Now, whether he's going to play. Uh, the nickel, whether he eventually makes his way back to a linebacker spot, you know, uh, it's unclear right now what kind of what's going on in, in that area or what's going on with him uh, in that position. But, you know, he, he has to be on the field. I mean, there's just no other way around it. He has to be on the field as much as possible. And I, you know, I think it's safe to say that the coaches understand that and know that. I don't think they're they're going to be uh, keeping uh, Graham on the sidelines for unnecessary reasons. Um, but Purdue is thin in the secondary, but you're going to get some guys back from from injuries with Jamari Brown, Corey Trice at the cornerback position. Mentioned Cam Allen and Marvin Grant. Grant, you got Chris Jefferson uh, who played in the nickel spot uh, last year. So there, there's some there's some names there. There's some some guys that have experience. Uh, it's just getting them on the field, getting them healthy, and, and letting them um, kind of you know kind of see you know what goes on there. They've added some depth with Reese Taylor, the graduate there now, the the transfer from Indiana, Bryce Hampton, the the transfer from Adams College in Colorado. Um, so uh, they've added more depth there. They probably need some more, but, you know, I think they're going to be okay, at least going into the season, assuming, you know, everyone 
is healthy. But, you know, it's, it's just really hard to judge whether it was... Everyone's going to say it's a successful spring. Everybody's undefeated in the spring, by the way, in case you haven't noticed. Uh, so it, it's kind of hard to judge. Um, you know, Purdue will always have work to do. Uh, you know, they need to, they need to push forward. You know, the, the biggest area of concerns, as, as, as I've mentioned, you know, the running game. You know, how's the offensive line going to hold up? You know, in the receiver position, you got to make sure that um, you're getting all your guys back. And, you know, Milton Wright is a key piece to what Purdue wants to do, but he's got to get academically eligible uh, to participate. And then you've got some other guys that, you know, are out because of injuries. How does Brock Thompson come back? Uh, from his uh, two knee surgeries. Um, and then you've got Marshawn Rice, who's been hurt by injuries throughout his career, uh, and you really need him healthy. you got T.J. Sheffield, uh, who's, you know, pretty good in the, in the slot, or at least was, you know, last year a little bit. So he should be back and... and um, ready to uh, contribute. Deion Burks had a, you know, from all accounts, had a good spring. Uh, so he, he'll be in that position as well. And, and we mentioned Tyrone Tracy. I think he's, you know, he's going to be a big piece of, of what Purdue does. Um, you know, he was kind of the standout of the spring on the offensive side. Uh, came in. He's a, he's a dynamic playmaker. He's going to give him a different dimension. But I think, you know, he kind of, he has a chance to round out um, the the group there and give them another piece to the offense that that should help them. You know, similar. You know, Purdue doesn't have a David Bell or Rondell Moore in the group, but you know they they probably got some good solid receivers uh, that are going to have to step up and make plays, but they're going to have to stay healthy. And um, you know, you know, I think Purdue's going to have a chance to be really balanced at the receiver receiver position. Uh, similar to some areas, other areas uh, on the team, but um, they're just not going to have that standout guy right now. I mean, I think there's guys capable of being standout players in certain games, but um, they don't have that that one guy right now. And um, it could be you know a different guy every night. But Milton Wright probably holds the biggest key to that because he is probably just based on talent alone their best receiver. Uh, that they have coming back, but, you know, he needs to take care of business off the field for him to get on the field. All right, well, that's uh, that's the wrap-up of spring practice for 2022. Appreciate you uh, stopping by to listen. Uh, questions or comments, feel free to reach out. Uh, can't tell you when the next time we'll do a podcast, but probably something around basketball once uh, we figure out what the roster is going to be like. Um as you know, Nigel Pack visited uh, a few days ago. Uh, he's, he's clearly Purdue's number one target uh, in the transfer portal. Uh, if they get him, I think they'd be set uh, for next season. But, you know, we'll see how the roster continues to, to shake out and what's going to happen there. But, you know, just kind of, you know, stick by. I think those that subscribe to the podcast get it when it pops up. So, you know, if we do one again or when we do one again, uh, you'll, you'll get to know about it. But anyway, appreciate you taking the time to listen, and uh, have a good day.